Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch, down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay Authenticity Guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Chris Welsh, and today we are looking at the definitive first round. How are we doing it? We're looking at the Fantasy Pros composite ADP for the first round and... I have joining me the flagship, Andrew Erickson, Derek Brown, both of you guys in my corner. We are going to be taking that ADP, their first round ADP, and then we're going to mash it up into a big old super ADP, and we're going to be breaking it all down today. Gentlemen, this is a little bit different, and that's the first caveat I want to give to everybody. This is not your necessarily, now one of you it might be, this isn't necessarily your first round rank. This is how you view the first round, correct, Erickson? Yeah, because when you look at the first round, sometimes you're going to be a victim to ADP. And I also think that there is a kind of a, a gel, a, a layer of, okay, players going in 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Some ADPs will have those guys ranked inside round one. It depends on the format. This is format agnostic. So just kind of looking at round one and saying, all right, these are the most of the players that you should be looking at to draft somewhat in this order. But Debro, in some cases, this is going to play out just like how your first 12 are going to look. And I think in your case, this is that same thing. Yeah. I mean, this is going to mirror pretty, pretty closely to my ranks. And I know that, you know, we're going to get into it, but a lot of differences from consensus. So don't get at me, ECR. I still love you, Mm -hmm. but there are some differences in how we're looking at the board, Erickson and myself, and how we're diagnosing these top 12 players and who we want to go for. All right, so we're going to start this off here. We've got the Fantasy Pros composite first round. We're using half point PPR. I'm going to give you the names, and I'm actually going to make you each make a case for a player that you do not have at the top spot, which is Justin Jefferson on the composite list, followed by Christian McCaffrey at number two, Jamar Chase at three, Cooper Cup at four, Austin Eckler at five, followed by Travis Kelsey. There's our tight end sighting at six. Tyreek Hill, Bijan Robinson, Stefan Diggs, and then the final three, we've got Saquon Barkley, CeeDee Lamb, and AJ Brown. So that is the Fantasy Pros composite half-point PPR first round. So we are going to get into this here in just a second. But Mr. Andrew Erickson, I want you to make the case for Christian McCaffrey because he is not your number one. Make the case for Christian McCaffrey and why he can be the number one, not just running back, but the number one overall player on this composite list. Well, guys, we know that Christian McCaffrey is no longer on the Carolina Panthers. He is now on the San Francisco 49ers. A much better offensive situation for Christian McCaffrey, who was traded mid-year last season to the 49ers from week eight onward. 
Uh, what did he do after that? Oh, he scored uh, more fantasy points per game than any other running back in fantasy football when you include the postseason. So it's a pretty large sample size of McCaffrey in the 49ers offense with a bunch of different quarterbacks, a bunch of different moving pieces between injuries to George Kittle, to Debo Samuel. But in the end, McCaffrey was scoring nearly 20 fantasy points per game in half PPR, over 22 fantasy points per game in PPR. 22% target share led all running backs. So for me, it's we haven't seen McCaffrey not be productive in this 49ers offense. And with another offseason or one full offseason in this system, I, I why are we fading McCaffrey? Like, why isn't he the number one ranked running back? I mean, so I agree here with the consensus, with the ECR ranks having CMC up at number one. And I'm really interested to hear what Debro has to say about ranking CMC so low. Yeah, that is going to definitely be something. Well, okay, save it when we get in there, because when we get to Debro's rank, that's going to get us all kind of excited. I'm, I'm also very curious at who paid Debro at the running back position to not only put them so high, but uh, Christian McCaffrey so low. So again, the tease here is that you both don't have Justin Jefferson as your number one, though he is on the composite. So that means... Debro, we're going to go to you. I want you to make the case for Justin Jefferson as the number one, because he is not your number one there or at wide receiver. I mean, what else do we need to see? This is the brand new, like prime of his career, Cooper Cup for us. Justin Jefferson's going to be locked inside of an offense. He's going to run at a top 10 pace, be top five in passing rate, probably. A terrible defense that got even worse over the offseason. So, they're not going to stop passing, guys. And I think Justin Jefferson also, we could see another ceiling. And I know that sounds crazy, but we could see another level to his game unlocked this year because last year it was Adam Thielen. And we knew we were getting out of Adam Thielen, which was basically nothing at all. He wasn't drawing targets. He was terrible when he got targets. And this year you got a full season of TJ Hawkinson. You also have Jordan Addison. And people say, well, yeah, more talent around him for the entirety of the season. Shouldn't that lower Jefferson? No. Teams are not going to be able to bracket Jefferson like they did last year. They're not going to be able to sit here and put all that extra attention on Justin Jefferson when you have Hawkinson and you have Addison and other tertiary weapons like them adding Josh Oliver and running more 12 personnel. I think that this is going to open up some more things for Justin Jefferson this year, and we could see him even outpace what he did last year, as crazy as that sounds. Let me ask you real quick, quick take from both of you on this. When you look at this composite, because this is not yours, what is the one thing that stood out to you when you were glancing at this? Debra, let's start with you. You don't have to go crazy into it, but when you look at this, what is the one thing, for good or bad, by the way, that stands out to you? Um, For me, it's not having probably Tyree Kill maybe high enough. And the other thing that sticks out to me is I mean, we'll get into it, guys, but I cannot draft Saquon Barkley in the first round right now. Like, I just cannot. And this is a myriad of, like, not only, you know, we could talk about all the contract things and go off on a tangent on that, but also his efficiency on the back half of the season last year was frightening. So just looking and, you know, glancing at this real quick, like, for me, I'm all in on Tyreek Hill, and I cannot put enough respect on Saquon's name to get him up into my first round. I just can't do it. Erickson, what about you? When you look at this composite first round, what's the thing, good or bad, that stood out to you? Yeah, I agree with D-Row with Saquon Barkley. I don't think it's smart to take him in the first round because he mm-hmm. shouldn't be valued as a first round pick based on his pending holdout, what's going to happen. His price is going to drop. So you shouldn't reach for him in the first round. If you want to scoop up Saquon Barkley, you want to get him out of value. Like you should be getting him at a draft day value. But for me, it's probably Austin Eckler is probably too high 
at fifth overall. Yeah, Look, he's a prime it. regression candidate. Like he scored more touchdowns than any other player over the last two seasons. And this offense is going to change up a little bit with Kellen Moore coming in. They've talked about, we need to ease up the touches with Austin Eckler. He's vocalized about that too. They've never had anyone else that could do it. So I think Josh Kelly actually has a role in this offense this year. And I think you're going to take a step back from Eckler because he's just been at his peak the last two years. So I could see him potentially stay, taking a step back. And then for me, actually, it's CeeDee Lamb at 11. You know, what has CeeDee Lamb done to deserve to be a first-round pick? Like, what did he do that was so amazing last year that's like, all right, now he's first-round pick. Like, I don't like a lot of Dallas's offense this year. I don't like Dak. I don't like Lamb because I don't like Mike McCarthy calling plays. Like, sorry. I, I just don't like it. So for me, CeeDee Lamb over A.J. Brown. AJB wide receiver one season. Come on, people. What are we doing? Well, we are going to see exactly who you guys have for your first round, whether it is uh, close to the ranks or not. But we want to first tell you guys about Fantrax, the most customizable fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for Dynasty, Keeper, Redraft, Best Ball, whatever it is. Let me actually tell you about something. What I've always loved about Fantrax. I love to mix it up when I'm getting into my fantasy leagues. And over the last couple of years, one of the best things we've done to kind of spice it up is start playing in guillotine leagues. The guillotine platform, if you've never played around with it, each week someone gets eliminated. All the players go into the player pool. It's super fun. Well, guess what? I could not find an easier place to do it than Fantrax because of how they are customizable. You can do anything under the sun Dynasty Redraft. Go and check them out today. Also, Fantrax free NFL Fantasy Football League manager is the most customizable with features that are through and through. Coming from another service, Fantrax can easily import any of your current leagues and players and customize if needed. They are one of the trusted platforms that you could find since 2008. If there's anything lacking in your current Fantasy League manager, Fantrax likely has it. Go and check them out today, Fantrax.com slash Fantasy Pros. Just use that URL, Fantrax.com slash Fantasy Pros. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Some try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. 
And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Let's take a look at your guys' first round. Mr. Erickson, we are going to start with you. So why don't you list out who your top 12 is? Then I got a couple questions for you. Number one is Jamar Chase. Number two, Justin Jefferson. Number three, Cooper Cup. Number four, Christian McCaffrey. Number five, Bijan Robinson. Number six, Travis Kelsey. Number seven, Nick Chubb. Number eight, Austin Eckler. Number nine, A.J. Brown. Number 10, Stephon Diggs. Number 11, Amon Ross St. Brown. And number 12, Tyreek Hill. All right, so the first question we're going to start with you, Erickson, is who missed the cut? Who just missed the cut for you? Maybe there was someone that you were trying to fight to get in. So who do we got? So I was contemplating with Garrett Wilson a little bit. As a player, I like to take a second-year leap with Aaron Rodgers. I also looked at Jonathan Taylor. It just seems so bizarre and weird to have him be the consensus 101 last year, and then he's not even in the first round anymore. And it's to me, it's just like, it seems awkward, but then at the same time, like, man, like I still got some question marks about that offense. How's that offensive line going to shake out? We have a brand new quarterback, brand new play caller. So yeah, so those were some guys that were kind of on the fringe that I was thinking about. Now, uh, this is going to be another little tease to having Jamar Chase at number one. Maybe there's going to be someone else here that might have him as well. You want to give a little take to why Jamar Chase jumped over, not just the wide receivers, but everybody as your number one? Because I think he has a chance to break Randy Moss's touchdown record. Like, I honestly think that he could score 24 touchdowns this year because he led the NFL in red zone targets per game last year. He had a higher target share than Justin Jefferson when he was healthy. He had a higher air yard share than Justin Jefferson. And Joe Burrow could throw for 50 touchdowns. So for me, I'm looking at who could have that insane touchdown year. And I love Kirk Cousins. Want to have a beer with that guy after watching the quarterback episode one. But at the same time, Joe Burrow could throw for 50 touchdowns, like I said. So I think that Chase would he could catch half of those. So I think that he actually has a higher ceiling than Justin Jefferson for that uh, reason. All right, so I got one more for you, and then we're going to go to Debro on your list. But why do you hate Tyreek Hill? That's the only question that we can ask here is why, <laughs> what did he do to you? Why do you hate Tyreek Hill at 12? Well, he is in my first round. So but you hate there, him. There were, bills, there were bills that I did where he wasn't even in the top 12, and I was like, you know what? That doesn't Ooh. make a lot of sense. I got to put him in my top 12. And a lot of it's just because I prefer the other wide receivers more. So I like A.J. Brown more than Tyreek Hill. I like Stephon Diggs. I like Amon Ross St. Brown more than Tyreek Hill. And it's because we look at what Tyreek Hill did last year, 31% target share, over three yards per route run, video game numbers like that I just don't think are sustainable. Like he's getting older every year. And why would we expect a player like Tyreek Hill? Yes, he's an elite athlete. He's an elite fantasy football wide receiver. But he has an elite second year wide or a second number two wide receiver right behind him breathed out his neck, Jalen Waddle. Like, is Jalen Waddle's target share not going to increase from 22% from last year as a guy entering his third season in his Uber prime? Like, Tyreek Hill's not in his prime anymore. Like, from an age perspective, he's not. So I like Waddle more at his price versus Tyreek Hill at his price. It's kind of the way that I see Tyreek Hill's fantasy outlook in 2023. Debro, why does Erickson hate Tyreek Hill? He just made all those points, but I still don't get it. Why does he hate Tyreek Hill? I, I don't understand it, man. I mean, because the fact of it is, for me, I love Tyreek Hill. I, I can make a case to take him even like top three because 
he is getting older, but we haven't seen anything close to a fall off for him. And anything, anything like he didn't have much of a red zone role last year. That goes up if his touchdowns go up this year. But the yardage was insane. Like Erickson's talking about, like you know, almost, maybe Jamar Chase breaks how insane they were is it is it almost like you can't do it again weird i mean well it's kind of like i mean not you know we're gonna bet on outliers and we're gonna sit here and bet against you know players like tyree kill that are unicorns i'm not going to bet against that considering the guy was he was averaging with Tua tagovailoa the most receiving yards per game in the nfl more than justin jefferson like if Tua would have stayed healthy we're talking about Tyreek was on pace to like get 1900 yards. Maybe he gets to 2000 receiving yards. I don't see anything over like just a year. Like when we haven't seen any signs of slowdown, I think Tyreek Hill can score more touchdowns. The yardage is going to be there. I mean, I, I think it's insane. Like I think Tyreek Hill could buy to be the wide receiver one overall. If everything still hits like, like it did last year. So when you're can looking I, at, can I, can I make those arguments for Jalen Waddle too, though? And he's cheaper. He goes in round three. Like Jalen Waddle is averaging over 100 receiving yards per game too with Tua Tungalayola. So I, I mean, I'm just looking at the cost. Like I can get a different Tyree Kill player and Jalen Waddle. Like I get the same upside in my opinion. So that's why I like that's why I have you no can get he is. similar upside. But Tyree Kill still owns the deep targets, and Jalen Waddle was the underneath yak guy. So unless he's going to out target Tyreek by a sizable margin or at least a a, a decent bit. I I still can't put Jalen Waddle to sit here and surpass Tyreek Hill. Do, do you think yeah, maybe in like looking at their all full PPR, this might adjust a tiny bit to where Erickson was going? Like if you're going to have a lot of receptions on the inside for Waddle, that maybe Waddle moves up, Hill moves down just a tad bit in full PPR. Or do you just can't make the move? I can't make the move because I still look at the touchdown expectations for Tyreek Hill and his big playability. I think if one of these guys is going to religiously break ones off to the house, I still put it on Tyreek Hill. Not Tyreek Hill, but if you had to pick one on this list of Ericsson's, uh, what do you dislike? What would be one that you would massively want to change not named Tyreek Hill? Well, can, can we just go ahead and just pop the, the jar off this, uh, uh, pop the top off of this pickle jar here? Can we just talk about CMC? Can we talk you about can do uh, it. why apparently I hate him? Um I, look, I, I and I know I stand opposed to ECR consensus, the fantasy industry. That's fine. Like last year, it's funny because I'm looked at as like the CMC hater. But last year, weren't we on this same exact show, Erickson? And we were fighting against Joey P like about like why we should be drafting CMC. So it's like, I don't hate CMC. I just think that there are factors inside of this San Francisco offense that we're all kind of glossing over especially with the fact of Elijah Mitchell, if he is healthy and sounds like he's going to be healthy to start the year. If he's healthy, he's going to get used. We saw that last year and it took off the ceiling, the top for CMC. You look at the games where Mitchell was active. We saw um, Christian McCaffrey and and let, let me rewind this for a second here. When Christian McCaffrey was on the field for the 49ers in a full time role without Mitchell, He had 62% of the carries, 65% of the red zone carries, and he was averaging almost 25 fantasy points per game. So yeah, like those are all amazing numbers. But with Elijah Mitchell on the field, you had Elijah Mitchell had just as many carries as Christian McCaffrey. Both of them had 36.3% of the carries. Elijah Mitchell actually got more of the red zone work. He had 40% of the red zone carries versus CMC's 37%. And Christian McCaffrey's 
fantasy points per game dropped from 24.9 points per game to 16.7. So while I still think that Christian McCaffrey is going to be the every down, like passing down guy, going to get checkdowns, he's going to be good for us. If even the, the median of those splits, Christian McCaffrey is an 18 point, 17 point fantasy points per game running back. That's not the RB1 overall. So as well as, do we want to just talk about the parity at that position? The last times that we've seen running backs repeat in terms of total points per, or total points or fantasy points per game in back-to-back seasons was Todd Gurley, two years in a row, Priest Holmes, two years in a row. Outside of that, it doesn't happen. So if anything, we're talking, like, Putting CMC just definitively like, oh, he's the RB1. I'm going to log out of ranks. Don't have to worry about those anymore because CMC is the guy. I could make a pushback and it's really easy to that. If anything, we should be betting against a player to sit and reproduce overall number one at their respective positions, like taking Chase over Jefferson or like taking another running back over CMC and not just like putting him into this chalk RB1 rank. To me, it's more ludicrous to expect him to repeat something like that to, than to bet against it. The thing that's interesting about that, that the, the logic and all of that is in that same bet, you're having to make a calculated move that the guys that you will push over have to be more valuable. And I don't think you're quite making the case that Christian McCaffrey is going to fail, but if he doesn't finish number one, Taking him number one isn't still a failure. If he's got a floor of being the top four running back, I think you've created why you can still take him at that spot where when you start to move other running backs above, you have to be right. You have to have to be right. But it's a much bigger discussion you can continuously have. And I'm also a 49ers fan, so I'm a big old stinky (laughs) homer. I would also note that Eli Mitchell goes to the uh, injury school of Rashad Penny. They go to the same injury school. So I'm not sure I'm going to buy anything. I'm not going to take any argument of Eli Mitchell being healthy as something that's going to take away from McCaffrey (laughs) on that. We're going to look at Debro's ranks here in just a second or his first round. But we want to first tell you guys about game time because it is July. And we are so close to fantasy football. But while we wait for its return, there are still a ton of great events that are out there that you can attend. Baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, and the best way to get tickets to any of these is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticket app in the U.S. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite baseball team, band, comedian, go and download GameTime. Again, It's not just for sports. July means huge summer concerts, comedy shows all across the country, and GameTime has got those tickets. Download the GameTime app and redeem code FANTASYPROS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter FANTASYPROS for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out, have some fun this week. Even in Arizona, where I'm at, where it's like 120, you can download the GameTime app and enter promo code FANTASYPROS Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Debro, you're on the hot seat now. Let's see what your first round looks like. Well, uh, to start this off, and we talked about it a few different times, I do have Jamar Chase above Justin Jefferson. Jamar Chase is sitting at the top spot, number one. I got Justin Jefferson, number two. Travis Kelsey, eh, maybe a little bit aggressive, but I got him at number three. Tyreek Hill, four. Cooper Cup is five. The man, the myth, the legend, the going to be OB1 overall. Tony Pollard is number six. B. 
Bijan Robinson is seven. Austin Eckler is eight. CMC, yes, apparently I hate the man, is number nine. To round out the rest of these guys, Nick Chubb is at 10, Amon Ross St. Brown at 11, and AJB, AJ Brown, who carried a lot of people to titles last year, is rounding it out at 12. All right, Debra, who missed the cut? So for me, I, I'm right on the cusp with Stefan Diggs. I, I, with him, I, I can't put him in my first round. I know we talked about Barkley, but he's one of the other guys that, honestly, he just scares the bejesus out of me. And this is not like the all-field stuff with Josh Allen or what kind of drama is going on there in Buffalo. This just comes down to what we saw for Stefan Diggs and basically a tale of two seasons. And part of this we can, or at least I think consensus is trying to explain this away with Josh Allen's injury and just rolling Diggs right back into the first round. But for me, I think there's also a layer of this because Stefan Diggs is not 26, 27 years old. He is getting a little bit older, and I'm not telling you that Stefan Diggs is going to just be terrible this year. But we do have to take stock in what we saw at the last season. First nine games, six weeks with 100 receiving yards, had a 29% target share, 47% end zone target share, and 2.88 yards per route run. Those are all fantastic. But you marry that with the final seven games of the season, and there's some fall off there. His target share dropped to 25%. He only managed one 100-yard receiving game. His end zone target share dropped to 27%. And his yards per route run dwindled to 1.95. And that's not a terrible mark, but especially in a year where we're seeing more and more drafts pushing up wide receivers, depending on whatever platforms you're drafting on. And I think we're going to see this maybe not to as an exaggerated extent of some best ball formats, but even in home leagues, we're going to see wide receivers go a little bit earlier than maybe in previous years. Like with Diggs, I think we have to be more selective about these wide receivers that we are spending this capital, this equity. So, yeah, I'm going to draft A.J. Brown over Stefan Diggs. I'll draft Amon Ross St. Brown over Stefan Diggs. And, I mean, Erickson was kind of laying out the same point for C.D. Lamb. We need to be particular and picky about what wide receivers we are going to sit here and push our chips in on on these first 12 picks hell inside of the first two rounds erickson when we look at d bros how much do you think tony pollard sent d bro <laughs> via venmo or paypal <laughs> off of that uh, franchise tag to put him as high as he did i don't want to put words in your mouth because my question is obviously going to be based around what do you disagree with here <laughs> but i kind of feel like i gotta point you into tony pollard because you don't have tony pollard in the first he's got tony pollard as the number one running back so is this the most disagreeable first round uh, on Debro's list for you? I mean, I think so. Look, I, I get the upside case for Tony Pollard. You know, when he was kind of the featured back for the Cowboys last year when Zeke had missed a bunch, bunch of time, I mean, he was scoring up with McCaffrey. Like, he was first in half PPR points per game. He was averaging over 20 fantasy points per game in full PPR. He had a strong target share at 13%, ninth overall averaging over 110 yards from scrimmage. So I get the the case like in a Austin Eckler mold. Okay. This is how Tony Pollard can deliver, you know, an RB one season, but it still comes down to usage when it comes to who's going to be the RB one overall. And last year during that stretch of games, when Tony Pollard was outscoring basically everybody, he was still the RB seven in terms of expected points per game. He scored 10 touchdowns during that stretch. It really boosted his numbers. It was twice as many Versus expectation. Like Tony Pollard's known off for ripping off these massive runs. Remember, he wasn't the goal line back for the team for a lot of the year because they were still using Zeke. Now he could take over that role too. But again, I mentioned this when I talked about CeeDee Lamb. 
I don't trust Mike McCarthy in this offense. I think Dak, I think Dak's going to take a step back. And I think that's ultimately going to hurt this offense as a whole. And that's going to hold Tony Pollard back from becoming the number one uh, running back in fantasy football. Look, 13% target share is really good for running back. Christian McCaffrey was at 22%. Like that is elite. Tony Pollard has not shown an elite target share ceiling at the NFL level. And how is that going to change when you have a healthy Gallup? You have Lamb. You have Brandon Cooks. Like, people are talking about, oh, they added all these weapons for Dak. Okay, so then is Tony Pollard going to get more receptions than last year? Like, probably not. Like, I don't see a scenario where they're going to scheme things up, especially with Mike McCarthy, Mr. Puppet Master, trying to call up plays where I just want to run the football. So, for me, I get the appeal of Tony Pollard being a top five running back, but number one overall, like, nah, not for me. It's a, it, It's an interesting case across the board. I will tell you, of all these lists, I made a super list. I took Debros, I took Erickson's, I took the cumulative, and we made a little first round cumulative baby. And we're going to take a look at it here in just a second and see what we like and don't like out of it. But we know we got Jefferson as a cumulative first overall pick. We know both of these fine gentlemen have Jamar Chase as a first overall pick. Our friend Joe Dolan, who does he have as a first overall pick? And who is he not taking in the first round? Well, we're going to find out right now. We want to bring in Joe Dolan, owner and managing editor of Fantasy Points, to touch on the subject. So, Joe, you're on the clock. 1-1, half PPR. Who's your primary target? Um, I'm just going to be boring, and I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. Um, I I think uh, John Hansen at Fantasy Points is making... Um, uh, an argument for Jamar Chase, but I'm just going to be boring and pick and pick the guy who's proven as the best receiver in football. So, um, that that's the pick for me. I will throw it out there though. This is a year where I don't really see a huge advantage to, to picking in any particular spot in in the first round of 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 a draft. I think it's a really balanced first round this year. Now the question is, who are you not drafting in this first round? Maybe a late wide receiver or a running back, since it's kind of deep. Who is that player for you? I think Devontae Adams is probably the guy I'll avoid. Um, Saquon Barkley right now with the contract situation is not a particularly fun pick to make in the first round. I think Saquon will end up playing this year, but I'll probably pivot to somebody like an A.J. Brown or certainly B. John Robinson, who should be gone by the time Saquon comes off the board. But Devontae Adams, I think I just have awful vibes on the Raiders right now. And when I draft a guy in the first round, I want to have a relatively good vibes about his situation. I do not have that with Devontae Adams. Our thanks goes out to Joe Dolan for that. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan and check out his work over at fantasypoints.com. All right, here is my hybrid monster super rank first round baby. This is what this looks like, gentlemen. Number one, you guys took it. Jamar Chase is our number one on our hybrid monster. Justin Jefferson came in at number two. Cooper Cup at three. Christian McCaffrey even though Debro fought me about it, came in at number four, Travis Kelsey at five, Bijan at six, Austin Eckler all the way down to seven, Tyreek Hill at eight, AJ Brown at nine, 10, 11, 12 is Chubb, Diggs, and Amon Rasse Brown. And how this ended up working as well is if a guy only had one spot, they fell. So Tony Pollard didn't make it on this list. If they were on only two, they fell below the guys that showed up on all three of your lists. So who missed the cut on this? Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley, CeeDee Lamb. Those were, between the three of you, the only three players that did not show up on this cumulative list. So, Erickson, what do you like most about this board, and what would you change? I think what I like most about this board is three wide receivers at the top and then a running back, and specifically pointing to Cooper Cup at three. 
I think that that is correct. I think that we have the first three wide receivers nailed down personally, because when Cup has been healthy the last two years, no one has scored more fantasy points than he has. So I understand that he's fallen because he got hurt last year, but everything that I've heard coming out with Rams regarding Cooper Cup's health, Matthew Stafford's health, it's, it's all positive. And I'm going to buy into that. Like, I feel the most comfortable going into drafts with a top three pick because that means I get to get a stud wide receiver no matter what that I feel great about. That can be a real difference maker, especially in PPR. So if, when people ask me, hey, Andrew Erickson, where do you want to pick this year? One, two or three. Lay it on me. Yeah, there you go. If you're doing a little uh, KDS, one, two or three. Debro, same question. What do you like most about our monster board? And what would you change? This is a beautiful baby. I just got to throw that out there. This is a beautiful baby. This is one that you you get on Amazon. You order all the monogram things and stuff. And, you know, you go take a few laps around the park. Not because you need the sunshine. You need to touch the grass. Just to show off the baby. So, for me, I love this. Um, and I'll echo with Erickson. For me, I think having the wide receivers pushed up here, obviously, I my my CMC hate still holds true for this. Um, I cannot put him inside of my top five players. The one thing I'll push back on him though is that Travis Kelsey. I've got him at one hundred and three, and you could that, that's where I think we need to start making a case for Travis Kelsey. And I understand like the 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 mishmash of our two first rounds push him down a little bit, but I think that he should be getting more respect. Like you look at not only the positional advantage that he provides, he's a top five wide receiver, but at the tight end position, I mean, really, if we're talking about, well, who's the RB one overall, is it CMC? Is it, you know, does Bijan, can he overtake him this year? What does that all look like? Well, this kind of leads me back to, well, we need to have a wide receiver in the third spot or it needs to be Travis Kelsey. And there you go. That is going to do it for the all-encompassing first round, whether it is the cumulative one on Fantasy Pros, whether it is Debros or Ericsson's and our hybrid monster baby, all of those things you can check out with all of the best fantasy tools in the industry over at Fantasy Pros. Go and check them out today. Make sure you're locked in. Also, subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you're notified every time we've got a video dropping here on the YouTube channel because you do not want to miss it for Ericsson, Debro. I am Welsh. Thank you guys for hanging out. And we'll talk to you next time right here on the Fantasy Pros fantasy football podcast. Bye friends. Thanks for listening to the fantasy pros football podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fantasy pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.